Hey guys, there's just one thing I want to talk to you about before we get started here. Look, we can all agree summer is the best time of the year. We're talking vacation, the beach, lots of sun, and of course, sports. While you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool, why not get a little action on the games, right? Whether you like MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, my bookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere. No hassle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Now is the perfect time. Replenish your bank account after that vacation and to make sure you've got plenty of bankroll come football season. My bookie wants you to have as much fun as possible this summer. And what's more fun than winning money while watching sports? All you have to do, visit mybookie.ag today to get started. Then try your luck at outsmarting the odd makers. But wait, if you deposit with promo code CHAOS today, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code CHAOS. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. The season is halfway over. Are you sad that baseball is almost over? Or are you super excited that you won't have to hear about the 2019 season anymore? Which I'm sure a lot of us are. Or are you just a good old-fashioned baseball fan and you're disappointed that we're already halfway through the season? <laughs> I have the baseball blues. I've been enjoying my summer. And speaking of summer, 4th of July weekend right around the corner. I hope you guys have a very safe 4th of July weekend. Have some fun with the fireworks, the barbecues, friends and family. Maybe keep the mind off of the Orioles for a little bit. I needed to get in a happy mood. So I actually treated myself to a massage. My wife gave me a gift card to uh, to go get a massage. We were supposed to do a couple situation. Now, she woke up that morning. It was like a 1030 uh, in the morning massage. And she wasn't feeling well. And she said, you know what? Have fun. Go do your thing. I had a gift card. It was going to expire soon. Thinking, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've been with her for 15 years. We've been married for 10. It's not a, a normal situation where a woman's rubbing me down and my wife is nowhere to be found. I've got balls of steel. You know, I don't want to get caught up in a Robert Kraft situation. But I went. I enjoyed it. Uh, shout out to Robert Andrews. They're fantastic. Again, no funny business. It's a, they're a very professional business, very professional company. And when the girl turned the corner, she was this little frail, skinny girl. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, shit. There's nothing worse than getting a massage with someone who is not strong enough to handle your needs. But she had hands like Andre the Giant. So it was a fantastic massage. She did a great job. And I enjoyed it. At first, for the first couple minutes, yeah, it was a little weird. Some of you may be rolling your eyes like, dude, it's a massage. You know, get over it. You know, you've been with the same person for 15 years, and then all of a sudden you meet a strange woman, and she is rubbing you down. Just, you know, a little weird. But I got over it. Now, Fourth of July weekend's coming up. That means halfway through the season. My July weekend's going to be interesting. I've got about 20 members on my wife's side of the family coming up from down south. Half of them are staying in our house. So you know what that means. If I, you know, I got to keep the house clean. It's like I take a sip of water in a cup and I put it down and my wife's already got it in the dishwasher. 
You know, I, I, I got to be careful. I can't sit down a pair of pants on the bed because we have company and we got to keep the house clean. So it's basically like walking on landmines around the house for the next week because we have a shit ton of people that are going to be staying with us for the weekend. So that's going to be fun. Just put on a smile and enjoy the weekend, right? Happy wife, happy life. Uh, later in the se- later in the show, late, late in the show, before I wrap it up here, the Gary Thorne segment. Haven't done that in a couple weeks. Also want to get to Manny Machado. He stopped by. He came by to say hello to everybody and just tore up the fucking place with his home runs. Came into town this past week. Interesting what a lot of people had to say. And also, again, I always remind you guys, uh, write in fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Any experiences that you had at Camden Yards that you'd like to share, regardless how crazy or fucked up it is, I want to hear about it. And I'm sure a lot of you out there do as well. A friend of mine who tunes into the show reminded me of an experience that he had, and I was with him when this happened. Probably one of his most embarrassing moments of his life. (laughs) I was around him when it happened. I was sitting in the seat next to him. So I was along for the ride in that experience, so I'm going to go over that in just a second. But Friday and Saturday night, <laughs> Friday and Saturday games with the Orioles, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to explain it because, look, the Orioles are still the worst team in baseball. 13 to nothing, they win Friday. 13 to nothing, they win Saturday. They're the first team that's ever done that. The Indians are the first team in baseball history to lose back-to-back games 13 to nothing. The Orioles outscored them 26 to nothing in two games. Their first series win since April 22nd of this year. But can I can anyone explain how the hell that happened and where that came from now? That probably means for the next 10, 10 to 20 games, the Orioles are going to score like a combined runs of 10 or something like that. I don't know what kind of bets there were out there in Vegas. I'm not a big gambler, but Jesus, how many people won money on those two games? Who uh, who bet the over? Well, actually, when you're playing against the Orioles pitchers, I think you might want to always bet the over. But I was getting texts all weekend from friends and family. You know, I hope we keep that guy. I hope we hope that guy signs long-term. Hopefully, we can keep that guy in the rebuild. Look, anytime you see back-to-back games, a combined of 26 runs, everybody looks like an all-star. You know, everybody hitting. You're going to say on on that 48 hours of watching two games like that, you're going to be like, yeah, I hope we keep all these guys and we just make a run. (laughs) Again, I I have no idea. And the comments on Twitter of Indian fans and people who follow the Indians and who write for the Indians and stuff, it it was fantastic seeing their tweets. And I did see a lot of Oriole fans talking shit. Why not? We haven't been able to talk shit in over almost two years. (laughs) So just go out and have fun. Again, I'm not a big shit talker on social media, but if I had the time and I wasn't so freaking busy this weekend and I could just troll Twitter, hell, I might join in on that fun of talking shit because that was crazy. I haven't seen anything like that, especially a team who's almost 40 games under 500. Now, the Indians, they're six games over 500. They're fighting, man. So this is just really bizarre and again that saying when you're talking football any given sunday i mean it's true when you're talking professional sports or any time any type of game or sport anybody can win any day and i think this was it so this was a lot of fun we needed this in our life oil fans this is something that we needed because it's been brutal and look after this 
The Orioles may lose 10 in a row, only score five runs out of those 10 games. We don't know. So for now, this was entertaining. I'm glad I got to see this. <laughs> now, Hansel Alberto, I don't know what's going on with that guy. In the past 15 games, he's like averaging, his average is like 356. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And I think that today, on this episode, I'm officially hanging up talking about Chris Davis. Okay, goodbye. And Paul Valley, who called him the show last week, that was a great call, great episode. But he said it best. He goes, he doesn't care anymore. When it comes to Chris Davis, who cares? stay or go, I, I, I don't care, is what he said. And that's the same feeling I have at this point. Who cares? Also, because they're in the rebuild and they're a terrible team. So when they start getting good again, hopefully, you know, we, we don't see Chris Davis in the lineup messing shit up. But I think I'm done talking about him. There's nothing else that we can say about Chris Davis, but I'm done. I'm going to move on from the Chris Davis talk. All right, there we go. Uh, So hopefully you guys are all getting through this summer, having a good summer. It's starting to be like 120 degrees outside. I I have the summer baseball blues. I do. And I'm sure Brandon Hyde does as well. Positive that guy has the baseball blues more than any fan, any player anyone dealing with the Orioles right now. And I'm not going to include this 26 runs in two games, winning 13 and nothing back-to-back against a team that's over 500. I'm talking about prior. I'm talking about this whole season. And we don't know if this was a fluke, what we witnessed over the weekend. Who knows? Maybe they'll go on a 20-game win streak and they'll score 10 runs average. We don't know. I'm just talking about what he's been dealing with lately. I want to start a GoFundMe for the guy. I know it's funny with knowing how much money the guy makes, but the GoFundMe for a long vacation, wherever that guy wants to go when this season is over. I'm worried about the guy. I mean, his post-game interviews, you can see it on his face. I mean, the stuff he says, you know, hey, yeah, well, that's what happens when you give up 1,400 home runs in one game. (laughs) The guy needs a vacation. And he knows that he was going to be in the middle of a rebuild But when you just sit through bad baseball, night after night, day after day, it just wears on you. And he has to sit and watch it, and he has to answer to the media. I picture him going home, sitting in his nice leather Lazy Boy chair or hotel, wherever he is, and he pulls up some YouTube audio. You know, he puts in his uh, headphones, rocks back, shuts his eyes, and it's some guy on the audio book going, you are a good person. People like you. You're good at your job. You are great. He just listens to that for like two and a half hours. <laughs> you know, he's just sitting there with a Budweiser crying, trying to get through this like we all are as well. But that poor guy, he needs some CBD oil. <laughs> Have you heard of that? Seems like everybody is taking that. It's basically, I, I don't know, it's like marijuana without the THC or the ingredients that make you high but it still has ingredients to mellow you out and help with anxiety and depression. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't read into it too much, but it's like that's the new fad. It's like everybody's using that to calm down. And you can buy it in grocery stores. I personally know people who are always in bad moods and who have anxiety, and they take it now like a different person. <laughs> so I guess the stuff is fantastic. Again, don't take my word for it. I don't know how safe it is. I haven't read any... Uh, of the the facts about the th- I don't know. So please don't run into the store and be like, "Hey, this podcast I listened to, the guy said this stuff is great," and then something happens. But from what I hear, it's good stuff. So maybe that's what Brandon Hyde needs. And I hope 
you know, he does after two, three, four years, however long it's going to take when the Orioles start being really good and competitive. Hopefully they don't get rid of Bannon Hyde and say, hey, thanks for steering the ship. Well, we're trying to get our shit together, but we're going to go with somebody else. Hopefully they give him a year or two to see how he works with the team and all the new players. <laughs> so Brandon Hyde, I know you tuned into the show. I hope you're doing well. Hang in there. We got your back. It's almost over. I mean, anytime your favorite team is shit in the bed like the Orioles are, it's a, it's a long summer because I used to count on watching them. And a lot of fans of the Orioles, including me, a couple months ago, I think even maybe about a month ago is when it started realizing that maybe I'm wrong. But I just tell everybody, this team is more fun to watch than last year's team. <laughs> I don't know the hell it is now. This is a freaking nightmare. I don't know if I had more fun last year or this year watching the Orioles suck at baseball. Because right now, I think they're on pace to win like 40 games, I think. I think 39 or 40, I, I, don't, I don't know, somewhere around there. Could be the worst Orioles team to ever play the game of baseball. And and look, halfway through the season, I could have done an episode where I just go down and read the stats and, and just talk about how terrible. Why, why would we want to do that? All right, you already tuned into a podcast about the Orioles, the worst team in baseball. You know it's not going to be all fun. <laughs> As in, you know, the, the talking about their record and, you know, who's, who's going to pitch if we make the wild card game, the one-game elimination. Ain't going to happen, folks. But if you're like me and you, you're a big baseball fan and you're still paying attention to everything, it's still fun. Because, look, the Tampa Bay Rays are seven games behind New York, so I'm kind of... You know, still cheering for the Rays. I know they're in our division. I try not to cheer for anybody uh, in the American League at all. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm the kind of guy that when if, if the Orioles or the Ravens, whoever, are out of it, they either don't make the playoffs or they make the playoffs or they're eliminated, I'm not the kind of guy that can root for a team in our division because I know fans are like, well, I'm going to root for the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays if they're still in the playoffs, let's say. And they say, uh, it's because they're in our division. That's why they're representing the American League East. I can't. I root against them because they're in our division. So I seem like I'm in the minority of that. A lot of people say, I'm going to root for them. They represent our division. Nope. But right now, you know, this is a team where you're reading about how they might split the season uh, half in Tampa, half in Montreal. What a jackass idea. But again, I don't get to pay the big bucks to think of ideas of how to make teams money. But if that is apparently a way to do it, so be it. I mean, this team can't draw many fans, even when they're good in their stadium. But here they are, man. They're fighting. They're doing what they need to do. They're only seven games behind. Boston's nine games behind. So the Rays are leaping up over everybody. So I guess there you have it. You know, again, I know they're in our division. But once the playoffs start, I don't know. I'm not sure who exactly at this point I want to see win. We'll just have to talk about it when it gets there. But I was supposed to go to an Orioles game this past weekend. It's going to be like 150 degrees, humid. And there was like 20 of us that were going to go and like 18 of them backed out. <laughs> they said it was too hot for this shit. You know, so we decided to reschedule. Reschedule the sadness. Look, at some point, regardless of how big of a fan you are, we are all human. We have a limit to the sadness we can handle in life. <laughs> I mean, The Onion, I don't know if you ever uh, follow that. Uh, I mean, they've been around forever. They just put out funny articles. They're kind of like Mad Magazine. I don't know if maybe too young to remember that, but 
They put out fake articles about what's happening around the world that are funny. Um, so they're joining in on the fun of how bad the Orioles are, and they wrote a fake funny article uh, about the Orioles, and the, and the headline was, Norfolk third baseman sent down to the Baltimore Orioles due to being injured. So they just wrote kind of like a small, funny a paragraph about how a third baseman playing for the Orioles, they, I don't think they even named him, but they said, yeah, he has to go down to the Orioles because uh, he's got to uh, work on some things. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought that was funny, but hey, if, if you want to look in some good news and get excited, if you didn't already hear this, breakdancing, possibly going to, actually, I say possibly, I think it's I think it's definite now, Olympics 2024, breakdancing. Yep, that's right, folks. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Especially if they dance to the old 80s disco breakdance music. Why not? You know, you got to be in shape to dance. And I know that for a fact because when I go to weddings, I get a little crazy because you got your free drink, your free food, you see friends, family, you're having a good time. You didn't spend a dime on any of this shit. Yeah, you gave them a little check and a card, but other than that, everything's free. So I have a few drinks, get my belly full with all the free food, and I try to show off at weddings. You know, when they start the circle of dancing, hey, look, I can dance. I can rip it a little bit. But after about a minute or two, I feel like I'm going to puke everywhere because I'm exhausted. That's how I know I got to continue to work out because when I dance for a minute, maybe two, and I got, you know, sweat around the collar, under the pits, I got to sit down, I'm looking for water, asking everyone walking by, you know where I get some water? (laughs) They're like, yeah, was that you that was dancing for 20 seconds? Yeah, well, I need some water. Just shows you, you got to be in shape, those dancers, it's crazy. You know, that's why street fights. You ever been in a fight? If not, it doesn't end normally because someone gets the shit kicked out of them. It ends because both guys are tired. You're just a bunch of drunks out on the street and you're doing the, uh, bro, what, what are you looking at? What are you looking at, bro? And they start fighting. It usually ends because they're tired. <laughs> I don't know why I use that as a comparison, but whatever. I'm, I'm watching a lot of weird shit on YouTube of like fights that break out after midnight at bars. You know, you go down that rabbit hole for like three hours, and you're like, what the hell did I just watch? So I'm excited about that. Why not? Break dancing. If you're not excited, can't get excited about baseball, your summer's already ruined. It's been ruined since May. There you go. I was trying to throw some good news your way. You know, if curling is an Olympic sport, by the way, I was talking about this with Paul Valley, who called in from Utah Street Report. Uh, you know, I was asking, I was going down the list. As you know, when I have people call in, I ask them some random questions. And a couple of them is, you know, people who curl, NASCAR drivers. But if curling can be an Olympic sport, why can't uh, shuffleboard be an Olympic sport? I used to love that game. I used to belong to a little private pool back in the day when I was a kid. Man, we used to get some big shuffleboard games going. And I was talking, the same thing, right, as curling. If you can play with a beer in your other hand. It shouldn't be an Olympic sport. I always thought Frisbee golf should be an Olympic sport. That takes talent. It's fun to watch, fun to play. Have you ever played it? It's a good time. So, I don't know. I just thought I'd mix it up a little bit before I started recording. I, I read through that about how breakdancing is part of the Olympics. And I don't know. I'm just trying to find something when it comes to sports to look forward to. <laughs> I know that's for, not for another five years. But, hey, it'll be right around the time when the Orioles might start playing well. So we shall see. 
All right, uh, I want to get to the text that I received from a good buddy of mine reminding me of his nightmare experience. And yes, I was sitting right there, right next to him. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you guys of your experiences. We've had some good ones so far with people sharing their experiences. They'll never forget being at the game. I remember the one uh, guy wrote in talking about he went to a Red Sox and Orioles game. It was like demolition derby in the parking lot talking about how, uh, I think he said an Oriole fan slammed into a Red Sox fan. They were yelling at each other out the window. So that was uh, quite the experience, I'm sure. I used to go to the Oriole games all the time. Again, even when they were going through their 14-year drought, we would go all the time. And I, I, I don't know, I just we just had such a good time going to Camden Yards, and, and I got to get out there more. But again, the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. You got shit going on. You can't always drop what you're doing and say, hey, why don't we go out and drink till 3 a.m., but first go to an Orioles game. It just, you know, things change when you get older. It was only 10 years ago, but we're sitting there. Now, listen, before I get into uh, his moment that he had, again, it's nothing crazy. I'm sure a lot of you out there, you've had this experience as well. We're all adults here. We can, we can be honest with each other. But look, I remember that game. It was like 110 degrees. It was a Sunday game. And when you go to these games, you're not exactly eating the healthiest food. You know, I call it fart food. You know, whatever it is, you're going to Boogs, you're eating those crab pretzels, you're eating those sausage hot dogs, whatever it is. It doesn't exactly make your body go, ooh, this is fantastic. No, it's more like, get this out of me right now, any way you can. And then you're drinking the Natty Bows, which they don't sell anymore at Camden Yards, I think. And I've never been a Natty Bow fan. And anybody who drinks Natty Bow and says it's delicious, I think you're full of shit. I think that beer is just very trendy. I don't know why anyone would say their favorite beer is Natty Bow because I do have a buddy who swears up and down he loves Natty Bow. I still think he's full of shit. But you're drinking shitty beer, you're eating shitty food, you're in 110 degrees out in the sun. We were sitting on the uh, down towards the first base side where the sun's just smacking you right in the face. And after a while, sometimes you just don't feel so well. And I get it, they have bathrooms. But a friend of mine texted me, reminded me (laughs) of a, a bad moment that he had. And... So we're sitting there. I do remember he was sitting to my right, and he said, man, I don't feel well at all. He got up, and when he, as soon as he got up, this smell punched me in the face, and I think it punched everybody in the face in the section, at least a couple rows behind us and maybe a, a couple rows in front of us. <laughs> and regardless what was happening in the game at that moment, nobody paid attention to the game anymore. Because the smell smacked us. And the reason we were smelling something so bad is because he thought it was a good idea at that moment to just let out a quiet, gentle fart. But boy, was he wrong. All the shit that he ate and all the beer that he drank, I guess it hit him wrong a little bit. Well, he was wearing shorts and he shit his pants. No, God, please, no, 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 no. It was not a gentle, quiet fart. And he he knew it because when I looked over at him, I remember being like, man, you don't look good at all. 
and basically him going, I'll be right back. Well, again, just a little heads up. If you don't want to get grossed out, I am going to get a little detailed here. Fast forward about 10 seconds, maybe longer than that. But when he got up, apparently whatever came out of him when he shit, uh, it didn't just stay in his pants. It decided to run down the back of his leg, hit the seat, even go to the ground, and I think it got in his shoe. It got everywhere, basically. It was like he wasn't even wearing pants when he shit because it was everywhere. (laughs) But I just remember at that moment, I was more concerned for him. (laughs) So I wasn't laughing yet when I could definitely smell that he probably shit his pants I was just like, man, is he okay? Well, when he got up and walked away, I think there was a little trail that followed him. And then all of a sudden, I looked to my right and I saw the crime scene. And I knew right away what happened. (laughs) And then, of course, later that day, the car ride home and the next three weeks of my life, I couldn't stop laughing. But again, there's no breeze coming through the ballpark. You're on your own. If you want to somehow get a nice cool breeze, you're going to have to go out to your car and sit in the uh, air conditioning. So it was packed. And I don't know why it was packed. Because again, I'm going, we're going 10 years ago. That was like an 09. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe they were giving something away. I just don't remember. Hopefully diapers for my friend's sake. So he shit his pants. And everybody starts realizing sitting around us what, what just happened. Okay, maybe the people, a couple rows up, a couple rows behind, they just smell it at this point. Like, oh, my God. You know, you hear everybody kind of go, oh, my God, what does that smell? And, of course, you got some people who are really loud, like, who shit their pants, thinking they're kidding. Well, no, somebody actually did shit their pants. So old fart boy runs up the to the bathroom, and it was only like the third or fourth inning. <laughs> I do remember that because when that happened, I'm like, I told my friend, I was like, I think we need to go too. And which we did. (laughs) We we tried our best to watch a little bit of the game, but it was like two minutes past. And I was like, A, I'm not cleaning that up. B, I'm not going to go get an usher and and have them clean it up. You know, your friend just shit his pants and it's all over the seat. I'm not exactly going to grab an usher or somebody or even ask for a mop to clean something up because you know it's somebody's job and they're not going to hand you a mop and say, here, they're going to go, no, I'll, I'll get it or we'll get someone there. So it was already embarrassing. And obviously my friend wasn't, whatever he was doing, he wasn't going to come back down with napkins, clean up and then sit there and we're going to watch six more innings of a baseball game because this dude sitting right here just shit his pants. <laughs> so... After realizing this is a terrible moment for everybody, uh, we got up and left. I don't know if anybody else around us noticed there's actually shit on the seat and on the ground. Because, again, (laughs) when I looked down, I didn't yell out, oh, my God, he shit his pants. I just kind of looked down and I was like, I just remember going, oh, my Oh, God. And my buddy, who's a really good guy, he didn't, you know, he could have easily said, oh, my God, he shit his pants. No, he just said, oh, God. And he looked at me and he's like, is that what I think it is? I said, yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of sat there like, I, I I, guess this is the end of our day. I guess we're going to be going home early. We'll read about the game tomorrow. 
Well, we run up. Our buddy's in the bathroom for about an hour and a half trying to clean himself. <laughs> and we go home. And it was just a barrel of laughs the whole game. I think a friend of mine, uh, he's in a softball league, so he had a whole bunch of, like, baseball bags or something in his bag. So he had his friend sit on that. I think we also, some we, we got, like, a plastic bag. We, <laughs> I think on the way to the car, I think he took his shorts off or boxers. He threw those away in the bathroom. I think a friend of mine had, like, used shorts that he played in, like, a softball game. It was just, everything was just gross. So that was fantastic. Fantastic because it didn't happen to me. But I, I, I understand. And he said he didn't know what 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 made his stomach hurt. I, I could tell him. He had like three hot dogs. He was starving before we got there. So he had three hot dogs. <laughs> like a, one of those crab pretzels. Everyone's always got to have those crabby pretzels. My wife loves those when we go to the game. Can you give me a crabby pretzel? I'm always like, you're going to shit your pants if you eat them. So just be cautious. You're in a hot day game, especially July's coming up. Be cautious. All right? Wear a diaper. So that's his experience. Another experience at Camden Yards that we all had fun with. (laughs) Speaking of having fun at Camden Yards, Manny Machado comes into town this past week just for two games, obviously on the Padres. And, you know, it was interesting. I really wasn't sure when they announced them the first game, first at bat, how many boos, how many cheers I was going to hear. And Jerry Coleman from 105.7, what a jackass. I mean, we all know his shtick, or if you know who he is, his shtick is always being the devil's advocate. He always wants to be the villain, the bad guy. He always wants to say those uh, crazy things on the radio to get reactions. I mean, a lot of times he just sounds like a complete moron, but I get it. He's trying to sound like that shock jock on the radio, trying to get those ratings for 105.7. Whatever. But there is a video trend, well, I say trending on Twitter, just trending with, like, Oriole fans, of him booing Manny when he came up to bat. It just, I don't know, it made him look like an idiot. I know he was just having fun, and again, just trying to get reactions out of fans, and it worked, because I saw so many retweets and comments of uh, Jerry Coleman booing Manny, but when uh, Manny came to town, I really wasn't sure, I I thought it was going to be 50-50 from how many people I was hearing we're going to boo Manny, and I don't know why they would. I I get it. He can act like a a little bit of a D-bag with baseball. I know a lot of people don't agree with how he acts and what he says and what he does. Look, we are sport fans. What do we do? We pay for entertainment. And what did Manny Machado do for us when we were paying for the entertainment? He was entertaining the hell out of us. And he never said anything about the fans or did anything to me personally. I just enjoyed watching him play the game of baseball. So anyway, he comes to town, and I did turn on the TV, and I didn't go to either game. Uh, but, you know, again, I <laughs> did watch the Orioles get their asses handed to him, and I did watch Manny Machado just completely destroy the ball and remind everybody why he's one of the best. But he before he – so he's on, on deck, and he's coming up the bat, knocks the weight off the bat, and I think the people who are at the stadium who are going to boo him, who decided – They're just going to go ahead and boo. They wanted to quickly do it. So before Manny's name was announced, before he got into the batter's box, right away I started hearing a bunch of boos, and I'm like, damn. Thinking, shit, all right. I guess everybody, a lot of people made up their mind. But it was only the one percenters. Because as soon as he started walking towards the batter's box and they announced his name, 
all 500 fans in the, in the stadium stood up and cheered for him. Gave him a standing ovation. They had a lot of signs for him. It was nice, and they overpowered the booze. So the booze quickly went away. You didn't hear the booze anymore. And after that, we just witnessed Manny Machado just destroy the ball. I think he hit one like 400 and it was like 455 feet or 475. I can't remember, but hit it in the uh, uh, upper bullpen, of course. So I, I guess I, I was relieved. I really didn't want fans booing him. Again, I know he heard those boos right away. So he knows there's some fans out there that aren't thrilled with him. So be it. But I really was hoping it wasn't going to be a stadium filled with boos all night. So I'm glad that after the game, Manny did say that was great. That standing ovation, it really meant a lot to me. He's like, I love the fans. He was like, it was great playing in ball. You know, all the shit that you're supposed to say. But I... (laughs) I first started hearing those boos. I'm like, holy shit. These people are going to, they're, you know, some rough fans. They're very upset. The Orioles are not doing well. So anytime they can take the rage out on somebody, they're going to do it. And why not Manny? But that was a good way. I'm sure Camden Yards enjoyed having a man because it did attract a lot of fans. A lot of Padre fans there. But uh, a lot of people that I know that don't normally go to games, they wanted to go. They wanted to see the game uh, with Manny Machado. I know a couple people who went to both games. So, again, hey, it was an attraction. The Orioles are trying to do anything they can these days to get fans in the seats, like the Rays. The Orioles are actually going to Tampa in a few days. (laughs) The Rays are offering, I just read this, $2 tickets. For when the Orioles come to town, because the Rays, who they can't, you know, obviously get any fans in the stadium, regardless who they're playing, but now it's going to be the Orioles. Oh, $2 tickets. Also, $2 bag of peanuts. <laughs> you know, I, I, we're still not going to see more than 5,000 fans in that stadium. Tampa Bay's struggling just like the Orioles are, with trying to get fans at the, in the game. And I guess someone over there gets paid the big bucks to figure out how to get fans at the game feels that, hey, half of the season in Tampa, half in Montreal. (laughs) It sounds like a shit show to me, but Tampa Bay right now, they're doing anything they can, saying, hey, $2 tickets, $2 food, peanuts, just please show up to the game. And Camden Yards are saying the same thing. <laughs> Once over likely spick and span, it's grand. <laughs> All right, Gary Thorne has been off for like a week or two, so not much has been happening with old Gary Thorne. I love Gary, great guy, love listening to him, whether it's hockey or baseball. One of my go to guys, but sometimes some of the things he says live on national television, you're like, what? Scratching your head. So, uh, you know, I haven't been watching too many games, and with Gary Thorne being on uh, vacation or whatever he's doing, not too much stuff has come up, but a couple people out there are still watching games. Keep me posted. All right, so a couple weeks ago, uh, Chris Sale was pitching to Broxton. Uh, He throws a high 95-mile-per-hour fastball. Gary Thorne, of course, he calls it a breaking ball. And Jim Palmer doesn't say anything. Mike Bordick never says anything. But I notice when it's Jim Hunter, if he gets a call wrong, Mike Bordick, Palmer, they're all over him. I guess it's just respect for the Thornmeister. Uh, Gary, the, somebody posted on Twitter. I didn't hear him say this. But they said Gary Thorne just said climate change is a possibility for all the home runs in baseball. 
Hey, we don't know. Is that, that true? Is there something that Gary knows that we don't? Come on, let us know. We wanna, we wanna know, Gary. Uh, Friday night, a couple weeks ago, when they played the Mariners, uh, Malik Smith hit a ground roll double, bounced over the wall, and Gary, for probably a good 20 seconds, couldn't tell whether that was a home run or double. He just kept saying, Goodbye, goodbye. I don't know what happened. I think Palmer stepped in and said, uh, the ball bounced over the wall about a half a minute ago. Uh, a few days ago, Gary Thorne was calling a game against the Mariners and referred to Mancini as Chris Davis three different times in the outfield. Now, I noticed he did it twice. Later in the game, I got a text and said, my God, he did it again. Because every now and then, you know, I'll be talking to people about some of the funny shit that he says. So three times on that Saturday, playing the Mariners, uh, Gary Thorne just, I guess, out of habit, kept thinking it was Chris Davis who was playing first base. Um, so altogether, Gary Thorne, again, hasn't been on TV much. I do, uh, one of the foot soldiers out there, ha- you know, texting me, who still watches every game because he's a gambling addict and he bets on these games every day. He says, Gary Thorne in five games was wrong on the pitch 16 times. So if it was a fastball, he called another pitch. If it was a curve and, and so on. So he said 16 times he counted in five games. <laughs> Gary, we still love you, buddy. Well, folks, I appreciate you tuning in. As always, uh, reach out to me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. This next week, I will not be putting out an episode. I hope you all enjoy your 4th of July weekend. And I'll say it again. Please be safe. Have fun. Go O's. Till next time. See